anointing fall on me, Father Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you for your presence. For where two or three are gathered, you are here. I thank you, O Lord, that you bring your word. Open our hearts, O Lord, to receive your word. Lord, have mercy upon us and nothing will come in the way of receiving your word. Have mercy upon me that nothing will come in the way of giving your word, O God. Pray, O Lord, that we will live better than how we came into the Take control, Father. We thank you for answered prayers. For in Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Anybody excited that it's finally getting cold? I mean, we've been having a really nice, mild winter so far. Canada is finally following the calendar that winter doesn't really start until December 22nd, 21st. Finally, it's, uh, um, we don't do early, we're not doing early bird this year. You're welcome. I want to thank Pastor again for another opportunity to preach. Uh, welcome to another Youth Sunday. Anybody ready for the word? All right. I mean, we members back in June, we had a convention, national convention. Anyone remember what it was called? Many chance. Light. Light it up. All right. So we got some people that were that that are following through. But for for those of us that have forgotten, or for those of us that were not there, this by permission of Holy Spirit, we are gonna be doing a reminder on that. Okay, so I mean that that time was a blessed period. That we had blessed sermons and we had the um we had our uh, the song, the theme song. I remember seeing a whole bunch of everybody dancing up and down from the theme song, saying, "We want encore, encore. We want to do it again." Um, I'm not just praising the song because I was part of the singers for it or writers, but just had to, by seeing the amounts of excitement, I haven't singing with uh, with a mass choir. I haven't seen that much excitement from the congregation in a while. So it, it, it is a very important topic, and that's the, we'll be looking today, a topic for my sermon is shine your light. So turn to your neighbor and say, shine your light. Shine your light. Hmm. I mean, we all... The next thing we appreciate, we appreciate light. Light is something that, um, even though we may not know, it's one of those things that even though we may not know the importance of it, we appreciate it more when we lose light, when we don't have light, when we need light and it's not there. I mean, we don't like dark areas. Whenever we are driving, whenever it is that we are walking, most of us, or I was, I would say all of us, don't like 
it to be we don't some of us don't like dark driving in the night in general but there are others whereby when you can't see where you're going it becomes a problem dark areas are not beneficial the only time that we would like it to be um a little bit dark is for when you're trying to go to sleep then that's the only time you want to turn off all your lights but for um whenever it is that we are going even if you know the area, for example, when we're trying to wake up in the middle of the night and you're trying to go to the bathroom. This is in your own house that say you've lived in for a year or more, just from your bedroom to the bathroom, most of us turn on our lights. Or if you live with some people, you try to use the phone's lights. You need some sorts of lights for direction if you tell yourself oh i am i this is my own house I, I i just need to get myself to the bathroom i am in, walking in a familiar area then most likely you are going to be moving a lot slower one and two you are a lot more careful with where you are trying to go lo and behold if it is that you're in that area trying to get to your bathroom and you're trying to see where it is you're always looking for a point of reference when you are trying to walk in you try and go oh um trying to find something you can hold on to and the first thing you hold on to is what you use as your frame of reference to reach your destination and that can be very difficult it can be very hurtful for you because whatever you use as the frame of reference might not be something that helps you. It might be something that is in, will be in the way of your destination. And you don't know what obstacles have been put just because it's familiar. Especially if you live with someone, you don't know someone had dropped something on the floor, but just before you went to bed, that, purse, that place was empty. Whenever you are then going, you might kick something that will hurt you. And that becomes a regret of why didn't I just take some sort of light to get to my destination. So I ask you a question. What is the source? What is your source of direction in life? Whenever you're heading down to that destination or that bathroom, what is your source of direction? Are you using your familiar area that you know, oh, I've walked through this place before, or at least I know that someone has done this way before and they've, it worked for them. So with that, I'm using familiarity to get to my destination, even though I can't see what is in the way. So this is why we need lights um to reach our destination because you i would advise we should not go by familiarity we should go by the lights to be able to see what was in the way because sometimes if i were to ask oh do you use lights?" some of us would say yes that we do um use and we go figuratively now we do use lights some sort of lights at all times for direction but if it is that you want to accept just a simple job offer, 
are you going or are you going by the lights that has that is able to see everything every obstacle in the way so anytime you make decisions on your own without the lights to show the obstacles even if there's a small, simple decision, you are making decisions in darkness. And what does Bible Jesus say, says in John 11 verses 9 and 10 about making decisions? In darkness, it says, are there no 12 hours in the day? Now, note this, this is the time Lazarus has died and the disciples are saying, what's the point if he's already dead? Why do you still go? Say, are there no 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble. He's able to see where the direction is because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not him. So when it is saying you're walking in the day, it means you are actually, you're making your decisions out here with help with someone that can see where it is that you're, um, the obstacles and helping you make warning. So having the Holy Spirit, having Jesus in our life with the Holy Spirit with us helps us walk in the light. You know, as Christians, we are not just meant to follow the lights, but we are also meant to help the world with direction. And we do that by shining our own lights. Now let's look at the ways we can, way, ways to shine your lights. What are the ways, again, let's, uh, so we know we have three points. Ways, what are the three ways or three things that we need? The first one is more on what we need, and the other two are things that Jesus has encouraged us to do, or more so commanded us to do. The first way to shine your lights is to stay connected to the source. Stay connected to the source. We see that in John 8, 12. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. So very clearly here, in the other, earlier verse we said, um, you know, we walk while there's day, where there's light, connected to the light of the world. And Jesus states here, I am the light of the world. This is one of the seven I am's that's written in the book of John. Some of which we're very familiar with. I am the bread of life. And this is the second one. I am the light of the world. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the vine. You are the branches. Jesus says here, I am the light of the world. So no, there isn't any electrical device. We're in the time now that, yes, we can easily get electricity 
but there isn't any electrical device that can stay fully charged without being connected to the source. Even yes, we have our phones. With our phones here, we charge them onto maximum to 100%, but the moment you disconnect it from the outlet, you disconnect the charger, it starts to depreciate. The moment you remove it out, there are apps that are running in the background that start to reduce the battery life. So once you unplug yourself from the light of the world, once you unplug yourself from the source, your light starts to dim because your battery life starts to reduce. It is something And whenever it is that, you know, our battery is dimming, we can also go to recharge our spiritual battery. We can go in prayer and the word. You can always go and recharge yourself. And that's why we have the terms, you no know, prayer on the mountain. You go into the, you're going to recharge yourself. And when you come out of prayer, you're, um, you'll feel like you can take, you feel like David, you can take any Goliath down as soon as you finish your prayer time. But uh, I say that we should go the extra mile of not just every, whenever the trouble comes that we go into that prayer time to have that, you know, boost. But it's something that we should try to have consistently. Don't just try to be, yes, I have a, I'm, a I'm going to charge my battery life up. But there's, we try to be that light, that is um, that device that's always connected because you are always needed. If it was that you said, I unplugged my charger, everybody is okay. But if the city says we're unplugging the source of electricity for this city just to save, our, um, save some energy, we will start to complain and start to look at, okay, I can't do without because it will start to dim and you will be without the source. So having yourself connected there, try to be more of that that runs for the city rather than just the simple battery in the phone. Try to be connected to the source at all times because whenever you are a device that is disconnected from the outlet, you start to dim. Jesus says in John 12, 46, It says, I have come as a light into the world that whoever believes in me should not abide in darkness. Because once your light is dimming, if you let it go down, you start to be without light. Once the source is not in you, you start to walk in darkness because darkness and light cannot cohabit at the same time. Having the light in you once you accept Jesus, you have that light in you. It says, who, who abides in me cannot abide in darkness. So how do you stay connected to the source? You, can, you stay, have built your relationship with Jesus that no matter what, you make it with God. You walk with God. Every decision, you walk with God. Everything you're doing, you, make, you try the best, your ability to go ahead and move 
as Jesus would walk. The whole point of the word Christian is Christ-like. You live like how Christ lived. So how did the light of the world do this specific scenario or how he would he have done it? And you try to walk in that way. So this is how we stay connected to the source and we never would abide in darkness. Now, the second, second uh, way to shine your light or the second thing he has commanded us to do is to light up the world. In Matthew 5, verses 14 and 16, it says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. In verse 16, it said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So go back to verse 14. It says, you are the light of the world. And it turn to your neighbor and say, I am the light of the world. Now, I found it very interesting that when we personalize it, we say, I am the light of the world. Jesus himself in John 8, 12 says, I am the light of the world. This is the only I am that um, we share. We will see that we can actually confidently say that Jesus said. You can't say, I am the bread of life. You can't say, I am the way. You can't... Um, Say, I am the door of the sheep. But we can confidently say, I am the light of the world. And this is because the light that is Jesus lives in you. And you are a vessel. You are a vessel that carries the light. So think of it like a lantern those of you that remember back and having the green lantern you're carrying up and down it's really more on the the lamp or the light that is lit in that lantern and which you carry out around so you are a vessel that carries the light and that is why we can confidently say that we are the light of the world and jesus um says, compares us and say, you are a light of the world. You are a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. So every time you shine your light, you are a city. He didn't say you are an individual that cannot be hidden. He said you are a city. That is how big or how impactful your light is. The city that is on a hill and why are you a city on a hill? Because to take it as a hill is like the unbelievers that are living around you. We are living with believers and unbelievers. But when you are a light on a hill, all, everyone gets attracted to that light. So you cannot be hidden and you are meant to be 
the Christian that shines the light to help those that live in darkness. So you have a mission to shine your light out to those that are trying to find their way around. In Acts 13, 47, now Paul puts it in a way he says, For the Lord has commanded us, I have set you as a light to the Gentiles, to those that do not believe. I have set you as a light that you should be for salvation to the ends of the earth. I have set you as a light to go out and minister salvation to the ends of the earth. You are that city on the hill. You are that individual that goes out and ministers the gospel, shows through your lifestyle, shows through your words what it, what it is, the way, the direction to Christ, what it's like to live like Christ. We are a light. Your light should be so bright that even though people may not know anything about God, they get attracted to you. you know, having it is that having one thing that's those who's, that don't, are not Christians, those that are Gentiles, will come and ask, what is so different? Why, why is it that when people attack other people that um when others are being attacked they are saying negative words or they're acting but you have peace what is it about you that is different that is a way to shine your light out there go out and minister through your lifestyle because people are watching we don't know sometimes that people watch our life as christians but they watch us So always remember that your lifestyle, how you live, determines how you shine your lights. And how you shine your lights is extremely important for salvation. I had, um, the time that I was going through, there was a, going through a hard, a hard time in my life and I was waiting on God for something how to take a break during work just so I can, you know, pray and re help get some encouragement. And this was a way back years. So I was like, oh, looking around, making, trying to just have some personal time and try and pray as quiet so I can just be between God and God and me. And I did that, got my re re uh, recovery and came back. And continue to live my life. I wasn't until you know when I got what I was looking for, praying for, and I had I ha uh, I had a friend of the company I was working at at the time that was kind of a leader of a group, and I was saying goodbye to that friend. And one of the people that she was leading said to her, and when, when, when she told me, she said that the person told her, did he pray for you? Because when he, when I went to the washroom, I saw, I heard him praying. 
I had no idea that people were watching me. I was just doing my due diligence of making sure that I stay in Christ. But whatever it is that you do, people are watching. So always try to stay connected to the source and be a light to the world. Because you don't know who it is that you're going to impact. We are called, and it says it very clearly there, that we are called to bring out salvation to the Gentiles. Back then, Gentile was anyone that was, you know, not Jew. But here, right now, we look at it as anyone that is not in Christ. So salvation to anyone that is not in Christ is done by shining your light. It says, and they may see, in verse 16, and they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And the good works are also important. When you light, let your light shine before men, shine before the unbelievers. It says, you may see your good works and glorify the Father in heaven. You see it in Romans 2. Verses 17 to 19. It says, indeed, you are called a Jew and rest on the law and make your boast in God. And know his will and approve all things and are excellent because we instructed out of the law. It says here, but Paul says, and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind. A light to those who are in darkness. So this is where we should have our confidence in this very thing, that we are a light. You are to shine to those that are in darkness. Show them the way to Christ. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So when we show the way to Christ, we shine our lights. Shine your lights to those that are the blind, to those who are in darkness. And the third way to shine your lights is to light up your house. To light up your house is point number three. And we see that in Matthew 5, verse 15. It says, do they light a lamp and put it under a basket? You're going to waste your light if you put it under a basket. But on the lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Light up your house. You're not just meant to be a light to the unbelievers, but to those that live with you, to those that work with you, and that is the believers. You are meant to be a light to both believers and the unbelievers. Because as believers, we need encouragement once in a while. Um, being honest, we have our hard times, and we are meant to work with each other, to help each other light up the time that you see a believer having their light dim. John says it like this in 1 John 1, 7, how we can light up our house. And our 1 John 1, 7, and he says, Whenever a brother, say if we walk in the light as he is in the light, and we have fellowship with one another. As the blood of Jesus, um, the blood of Jesus Christ is on, cleanses us from all sins. Having fellowship. So he's talking to brethren. We are to be a light to our brethren 
It says his blood cleanses us from all sins. Light up your house. Light up the congregation. Light up those. Because when I help, I'm a light to someone whose light is dim. They can go ahead and encourage another person. And you don't, it go, might go around the loop. Might take 20 people. But it, at your time, somebody will be able to be a light to you as well. To help you anytime that you are low spiritually. Lighting up your house is done by giving them the word. You are um, the word of God. We see it in James 5, 19 and 20. It says, brethren, if anyone among you wanders from the truth and someone turns him back. So when you have brought him to congregation, you have saved the multitude. It says, let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his way will save a soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. So these scriptures are out there saying helping a brother, helping a sister, whatever, a brethren, whenever they're going through something, be a light to your house. Be a light to your house. And when we are a light, we actually are helping whoever is cold spiritually to get heated up because light generates heat. We see um, in Mark 14, 54, at the time of Jesus' capture, Peter followed him at a distance right to the courtyard of the high priest. And he sat with the servants and warmed himself at the fire. I found it interesting that um, in this verse, yes, they translated they warmed themselves at fire but they could have said warm themselves at the light the word used for fire here is false in which we get photo or photograph it's also the same word it naturally means light he warmed himself at the lights he warmed himself at a um i don't know why they use the word for but mark uses the word for lights to talk about warmth. So when you are a light of to your house, you are helping someone that is cold spiritually warm themselves up. So reminder, now we all have different forms of lights. Yes, you are lights. Connected to the source, you're a light of the world, you are a light to your house, but don't compare your light with another individual's lights. In lights, we can tell what is brighter by what we call current rating. If one is 3.5 amps and the other is five, the five amps will generate more lights than the 3.5 amps, but do not go ahead and say, why is your lights, you know, um, so huge? Or why are they impacting more people? I'm only impacting some people. Because God has given us our lights based on our purpose. You, your purpose could be some, one or two people. I've spoken before how there was one person that's, 
he spent his life trying to convert people, but he only converted one individual. And that one individual before he died that he converted, converted another person and other people. And then that chain of conversion went down to Billy Graham. So even though that was one person, but that one person was needed for that chain of conversion. So if you are an introvert, it's okay. Um, still shine your light to its own capacity. Because you may not have a lot of people that will see what it is that you are doing, but the people that are needed will be there. They, they, would, they would see what it is that is needed. Because you could be that introvert, and I say introvert on the comparison of an oven light. It doesn't, you don't see it shine outside on everybody sees it. Only those that are in the house see it, but it can handle 400 degrees Fahrenheit and not be burnt. So an oven lights can take all the heat of the pressure of the world, but it has its pe the um, people around in a small community that it impacts. So, in, but it's still shining to its own maximum capacity and is doing whatever it's meant to do. But sometimes you could have those that, you know, if you're an extrovert and then you're a streetlight, you may not be able to handle the heat and you're comparing why can a person deal with more than me, but you are able to impact more people at a wider range. You can be that street lights that people can see from five kilometers down and it's still helping them drive. It's impacting a lot of people. You are meant to go out there and use your lights, but you should not, you need more currents because you need more. You need to shine brighter for a wider range. But at the same time, you need to be able to shine at its own maximum capacity. So whatever it is that you are given a light for, don't compare it with another person because your purpose is different. Just make sure you are doing it at what you are called out to do. Shine your light at whatever it is that you've been called to do and fulfill your own purpose. And by looking at um, what Paul says, and we should try to do in Ephesians 5, verses 8 to 13. It says, for you were once darkness. Remember that before we came to Christ, we were once darkness. So let us not be so much judgmental about others. But you are now lights in the world. Walk as children of light. We need to walk as children of light. Next verse. It says, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. So as children of light, we walk in that. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord before we do it. Because if you do what is not acceptable, you are not shining your light as you are meant to be. It's 11, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Don't be known for doing the things that the world does, but rather expose them. So have the command, for it is shameful to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. And verse 13, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Let's say if you spoken a lot, but we've talked about how we have the light in us. 
If anyone does not have Jesus in their life, then they are not connected to the source, and that is light. I don't want anyone to continue walking without direction, walking in darkness. Or if your light is dim, or if it is that you are struggling, and that's the point of the church, to come together as one fellowship, one people to go out and encourage our brethren, light up your house, minister. Every time we evangelize, we light up the world. But we need to stay connected to the source in order to do this. If we don't have the light in us, we are not able to help. Whether they are believers or unbelievers, we'll be the ones that will need help. So I'm going to pray for two groups. For those of us that are going through difficulties, be it a house and a mortgage or um, whatever, a sickness or whatever it is that's making our light dim. And we pray, Father, that if there's anyone that needs a recharge, that you shall help us and give us strength. You said we should switch and exchange our burden, for yours is light. It's not a, you don't give us a heavy burden, but you've come to die for us that we would be able to walk and do the things that you've called us to do. Help us, oh God, whatever it is, challenge that anyone is going through. I pray, oh Lord, for strength. I pray for direction. Show us, oh Lord, the way we should go. In Jesus' name. And we pray, oh Lord, for those that don't know you. If there's anyone that wants to give your lives to you. I pray, oh Lord, that you will become your source of light. And help, oh Lord, in everything that they need. For you are our supply. You are the source of all things that we need. We thank you. For in Jesus' name we pray. Help us, Father. Help us, O oh Lord, to shine our lights to its maximum capacity. Help us, O oh Lord, to walk like you did. We thank you, Lord, for your word. For in Jesus' name we pray. Bless you.